This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, July 9th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. China says it's unfazed by U.S. tariffs. EPA's mission to remain unchanged under Wheeler. And TPP gained steam as U.S. expands trade wars. China says it's unfazed by U.S. tariffs. Chinese government is insisting that it'll do just fine under the $34 billion in tariffs that the Trump administration hit the country with on Friday. Speaking through the government-operated China Daily, the Chinese stressed Saturday that if the Trump administration was hoping the tariffs would cause the country to capitulate to U.S. demands on trade and intellectual property rights, it's got another thing coming. The China Daily quoted officials downplaying any effects the Trump tariffs might have on China. The paper quoted a representative of the People's Bank of China saying the U.S. tariff plan has been discussed by the market for more than two months. The negative impact toward the economy, industries, and companies has been priced in at current levels. While it's unclear how deep an effect the U.S. tariffs will have on China, U.S. farmers and farm state lawmakers are warning that China's retaliatory import taxes will have a crippling effect on the U.S. agriculture sector. Calling it a defensive measure, China hit back immediately with $34 billion in tariffs of its own on Friday. U.S. tariffs were levied mainly on high-tech imports, but China slapped a 25% import tax on a wide array of U.S. farm products that includes everything from soybeans to walnuts. North Dakota Democratic Senator Heidi Heitkamp said in reaction to the U.S. and Chinese tariffs, Commodity prices are low, and the escalating trade war is already creating negative effects for growers. We need to use trade enforcement to rein in China's unfair trade practices, but this isn't the way to do it. Our country must seriously re-examine many of its outstanding trade issues, but using farmers as a punching bag is no respectable way to go about it. Chinese importers have been reducing imports of U.S. soybeans out of fear that China would follow through with a 25% tariff. On Friday, USDA's latest U.S. export sales report showed that Chinese importers canceled in late June purchases of 366,000 metric tons of soybeans for the 17-18 market a year. Chinese also canceled purchases of 66,000 tons for 18-19 delivery. Dan Kalowski, vice president of CoBank's Knowledge and Exchange Division, said, in short, producers are on the front line of the trade war, and there's a lot at stake here. For a better understanding of how lenders are looking at the tariffs and their potential impact on farm income, listen to this week's open mic at agripulse.com. Well, what next? Well, President Donald Trump threatened in June that if China retaliated against the $34 billion in tariffs, slated to be increased soon to $50 billion, the U.S. would respond by slapping another $200 billion in tariffs on the country. China said it would retaliate against that as well. And in that scenario, Trump said he would add another $200 billion in tariffs. That would put tariffs on $450 billion of China's roughly $505 billion worth of annual exports to the U.S. It's unclear how far the U.S.-China trade aggression will escalate, but China foreshadowed its resolve back in April when the Xinhua News Agency, another government-controlled media outlet, quoted a Commerce Ministry spokesman saying, facing such a major issue, we must fight resolutely. EPA's mission to remain unchanged under Wheeler. 
The departure of Scott Pruitt, the ethically challenged EPA chief who left the agency last Thursday after about 500 days on the job, is unlikely to change the agency's broad deregulatory agenda, including the rewrite of the Waters of the U.S. rule. The new acting administrator, Andrew Wheeler, is an experienced Washington hand who knows how to steer clear of the spotlight. Most recently, Wheeler has been a lobbyist for the coal industry, but he also worked in various capacities for the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee for 14 years, mainly as a legislative aide to Senator James Inhofe, a well-known climate change skeptic. I know Assistant Administrator Andrew Wheeler is well prepared to continue the progress already made under President Trump, Inhofe said, after Pruitt was shown the door. Don Parrish, Senior Director for Regulatory Relations at the American Farm Bureau Federation, expects Wheeler to be, quote, less flashy, but just as effective. Wheeler, who worked in EPA's toxics office to start his career, has extensive experience working on air issues. He was the staff director for the Environment and Public Works Committee's Clean Water Subcommittee for six years. Parrish said Wheeler may simply rely on EPA Assistant Administrator for Water David Ross to make sure all the I's get dotted and the T's get crossed on EPA's administrative effort to repeal and replace the WOTUS rule. Regarding the renewable fuel standard, Wheeler said during his confirmation hearing in November that the RFS is the law of the land and that he supports both the law and the intent of the RFS program. When Wheeler was confirmed as EPA Deputy Administrator in April, Growth Energy's Emily Score said the group was, quote, encouraged by the fact that Mr. Wheeler has extensive experience in matters relating to the EPA and trusts that he will work to uphold the president's commitment to the RFS. Japan ratifies the CPTPP, intensifying fears of U.S. wheat farmers. Japan has ratified the Comprehensive and Progressive Trans-Pacific Partnership, the CPTPP. It's a free trade agreement with 10 other Pacific Rim countries, heightening fears of U.S. wheat farmers that they will be put at a massive disadvantage to Canadian and Australian exporters. The U.S. was once a signatory to the pact back when it went by a shorter acronym of TPP, but... President Donald Trump followed up on a campaign promise and pulled out in January of last year. Japan is the second country to ratify the CPTPP after Canada. The pact is expected to go into effect as soon as early 2019. Now, once that happens, Japan's tariff on Canadian and Australian wheat will drop over time from about $150 a metric ton to $85. Now, the tariff on U.S. wheat will remain at $150 a ton. U.S. Wheat Associates and the National Association of Wheat Growers are calling on the Trump administration to end this threat by taking the bold but necessary steps toward joining the CPTPP or engaging in bilateral negotiations, the group said in a joint statement. We see no other way to stop a situation that we believe will cut already unprofitable cash wheat prices even further. Trump gave farmers and ranchers new hope back in April when he signaled he might be willing to allow the U.S. to rejoin the FDA. But it wasn't long before he downplayed the possibility of that ever happening. The CPTPP includes Japan, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Mexico, Vietnam, Brunei, Chile, Peru, Singapore, and Malaysia. 
Implementation of the CPTPP without the United States is a time bomb set to demolish more than 60 years of hard work by multiple generations of U.S. farm families to develop a large and loyal market for U.S. wheat in Japan, the farm group warned. Trump to talk trade in U.K. trip this week. A potential free trade agreement will be on the agenda when President Trump arrives in London on Thursday and meets with Prime Minister Theresa May. That according to U.S. Ambassador to the U.K., Woody Johnson, as he spoke with reporters on Friday. That's a bit of good news for the U.S. agriculture sector that's now trying to cope with the Trump's multinational trade conflicts that have sparked retaliatory tariffs from China, Canada, Mexico, and the European Union, which still technically includes the U.K., But once the U.K. does secede from the E.U., U.S. farmers would love to see a new FTA agreed upon with Great Britain and sell a lot more beef, poultry, dairy, rice, and other commodities. Johnson stressed to reporters that Trump, quote, has been clear right from the beginning, really, of his term. He said he'd love to do a bilateral trade deal. And he's really ready to step up on that the minute we get the go-ahead to do it and... He'll get it done fast because I know it's a major priority for him. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, July 9th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.